We are supported by New Balance. Whether you're going for your first ever jog around the park, getting ready for a marathon, or even picking up the pace on the last stretch before you get home, if you run, you're a runner. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com running to learn more. We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy? So easy. Well, the best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Anonymous. I'm Dan Rather. I'm joined by Bert Baccarat. Hi, I'm Bert. Hi, I'm Bert. <gasps> Did you see? I posted a video for last week's Race to 35 and I did a voice. I did a character. I was being my follicles. Oh my God. Can I hear the character? What did the follicles sound like? I can show you the video. I'm not going to do it. You won't do it on demand. No, no. I don't remember <laughs> how to do it. Okay. Well, I'll go watch it is what I'll do. But do we think we're moving in a direction of like, if you now posted a video of you doing a character, do you think we're making steps towards... More character work. No, I was on so many hormones that I think I was out of my mind. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what people weren't out of anything in this episode. <laughs> they were stuck. In fact, desiring stuck. to be out of something. Yes. Really good segue. This episode <laughs> is about the worst place you've been stuck. And I don't recommend this one. I think everyone... <laughs> <laughs> would do themselves a favor to just move along to the next episode. No, you have to listen. It's a good no, one. No, it's not a good episode. Yes, it is. This first story is about a guy stuck in a cave, and I I thought I was couldn't breathe at some point. It was very uncomfortable, and I didn't like it. I don't think anyone should listen to this one. Oh, my God. We also have a friend stop by and tell us a really fun story at the end. Well, not a fun, harrowing. Very, very special surprise guest. Yeah. Someone we talk about nonstop. I'm just going to say it. Eric is here. Eric Richardson. Yeah. With his crazy story. Oh, what a delight. Okay, so I take that back. Listen to this episode. <laughs> exactly. Okay. You were right, as always. <laughs> Please enjoy the worst places people have been stuck. Hard times come and go. Good times take them slow. Tell us about the worst place you've been stuck. I hope there's some good stucks. I hope there's some good stuck in this episode. Hi. Hello. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, perfect. Beautifully. Very good headset. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Are we calling you by your name, John? Yeah, that's great. I do have something that needs to be kept secret, but I'll get to that. Oh, okay, we wonderful. Love it. We love One, secrets. Yeah, we really love secrets more than other information. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still stuck where you were stuck? Because oh you could still be stuck. This could be a call for help, some of these. What if we talk to someone who's currently stuck? <laughs> currently stuck. <laughs> Fortunately, not. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm so excited to hear John, this. tell us where you were stuck. Okay. It's the early 90s, and I'm going to go explore a limestone cave with a couple of friends, co-workers. And I'm not talking about like a commercial cave with a gift shop where you buy trinkets and polished rocks. I'm talking about a completely wild cave off the beaten path, no stairs, no handrails, no signage, nothing. Local cavers aren't going to tell people where these places are. They want to keep them secret. They don't want people to go do stupid stuff, you know, deface the cave, get themselves 
stuck, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. John stuff. Right, right. (laughs) Well, they don't want to get it closed off because some rando came, ruined it. They don't want to get labeled as dangerous and shut down. Right. So this is where my friend Charlie comes in. So he is really an expert caver, accomplished, experienced. He's basically kind of a smart-ass, tree-hugging Yosemite Sam. Like, think huge, bushy, red, old-timey mustache. That's this guy. We're on the western foothills of the Sierra Nevada, you know, kind of somewhere between Yosemite and Tahoe area. We've brought along our friend Pam. We work together. She's actually our boss. Do you work with Yosemite Sam? All three of you are co-workers. Exactly. Yeah. Three of us are co-workers and she's our boss. And can I ask one other question, John, just because I know so little about cave exploration, but spelunking, this isn't what you guys are endeavoring upon, is it? Yes, we're going to go spelunking, but people who are really into spelunking just don't really call it spelunking. They are cavers. They go caving. I got you. We drive way out into the country, nondescript, middle of nowhere, and we just pull off on a turnout. We get our gear and we hike like another 20, 30 minutes just off into the woods and the wildlands. And there's an outcrop of rocks. There's an opening that looks barely big enough to fit a person. So we sit down and we start to gear up. And, you know, I am like anxious, nervous, excited. But, you know, I got my friend Charlie who's done this. He knows this cave. He's been in this cave. So we've got coveralls. We've got helmets. We've got headlamps, little food, little water. We're good to go. What's Pam's appetite? She's down to party as well, or is she nervous? Or She's into it. So, yeah, we do all kinds of hiking together, and we're totally into the outdoors. I don't know if you can call caving outdoors. Indoor-outdoor living at its best, yeah. <laughs> and so Charlie disappears. Earth swallows him. There goes Pam, gone, and then I go in. Ah. As caves go, it's not like a super showy cave with all kinds of stalactites and stalagmites, and it's also pretty tight fit i mean it's mostly like crawling and scrambling and squeaking through i i can barely this. hear this i know John. me too this is really making me itch. the only phobia i think i legitimately have yes is claustrophobia i mean yeah. are you up for this you want to keep going of yes. course yes, yes. yes make us uncomfortable <laughs> punish us okay so we're going down maybe i don't know 45 minutes to an hour and you know we're not going super fast you can't go fast we stop take a break i kind of notice a a passage and i asked charlie i says you know is that the way and he's like why don't you find out oh charlie Charlie. i'm all over it so i keep going and we go down down no we get to a spot where it looks really tight we stop take a breath charlie says hey i've got a surprise for you guys I wasn't quite sure we'd make it this far, but since we have, you know, on the other end of that passage right there is the biggest room in the cave. It's got like stalactites and stalagmites and draperies, and it's beautiful. Immediately, I've got cave fever. Like, I am so into it. Charlie consents it, and so he says, yeah, go ahead. So the other thing here is certain passages, sometimes the best move in terms of your physical body is to go in on your back head first, because it leaves your hands kind of free. So that's what I do. I inch further in, and I'm just, all I can think of is this giant room in there. I go further, and it's getting pretty tight. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I think this might be the very first time I can identify when people say triggered. I don't know if I've actually (laughs) ever been triggered in my life until now. I'm I'm like stuck? Just hearing I know, this, I know, I'm I know. like, I'm hyperventilating. Look, look at John. He's, he's giggling. He's, he's here. He's fine. This but is I'm why going we... to the moment where he realizes he can't move his arms. I know. Like, oh. Know. <laughs> okay, okay, John, you're on your back. <laughs> God. Oh, no. Real quick. <laughs> like, my hobbies, they're accompanied by adrenaline and motion and acceleration and this visceral feeling. And that, obviously, to some people, is scary. What is the kink about this? Is it that you're somewhere no one's been? Is it that you're going to see something no one's seen? Is it you yeah, could die? Like, yeah, like, can you walk us through the appeal of it for you? It's really kind of a combination of all of those things. I have been in caves, you know, some commercial caves, but also I had been in one or two wild caves with Charlie. 
And, you know, sometimes you see just amazing cave features, beautiful stalactites, stalagmites. One time, legitimately, we found a jawbone. We didn't touch it. We left it there. Mm. But ostensibly from some time way back, like it was a human jawbone. Charlie, you know, as a caver, he later was on a survey team for a cave called Lechigia, which is near Carlsbad. And he actually went underground and saw places no human had ever been. Wow. Okay, so it's a sense of exploring. Like yeah, explorer. yeah. Okay, okay. Seeing something brand new. All right, I'm with you. Okay, so you're, right, on, you're your back. on your back. I mentioned farther, and, you know, all I can think of is this big room. I hear Charlie says, hey, John, hold up for a second. I'm just messing with you. There's no big room through there, you know. Come on out. Oh, what Charlie. The? Okay, I am not into Charlie. You were. I was fine with him, and now. I'm trying to process what I'm hearing, and instinctively I go to back out. I can't move. No. I go again to back out. I can't move. I descend into this panic of paralytic fear. My heart rate. And my respiration are up. My breathing is shallow. Like tears are starting to come mm. out of my yeah. eyes. Oh, no. uh, I, <laughs> I am trying to fight the panic with every fiber of my being. And panic is winning. Yeah. This is like the worst part of the whole thing is I am in so tight. As I try to breathe in, I can feel the walls of the cave pressing mm. back against me. No. Yeah. It is like a limestone sarcophagus. Oh. Ah. Mm. What follows is like this blur. I don't know if I talked to them. I didn't want them to touch me. People have asked me, well, didn't they just try to pull you out? Don't fucking touch me. I'm like descend into my own world and I'm going through scenario after scenario. None of them end with me getting out. <gasps> really? You were like, this is where it ends. It's a. Maybe, a, I don't know, hour and a half to get out. It's 20, 30 minutes to the car. We're out in the middle of nowhere. Who is set up to rescue me? Oh. By the way, that is what panic is. So it's totally not equivalent in its danger. But the time I had a panic attack stuck on that rock formation in Joshua Tree, the second you go, okay, I need to be airlifted. Oh, what time is it? By yeah, the time they exactly. call, it's going to be dark. Oh, they don't airlift. You know, like yeah. once you start doing all those computations really quick, you are going to, well, this is it. Oh, yeah. So I'm in there stuck, immobilized for 30 minutes. Which is like 400 hours in your brain. Oh, yeah. Is it an identity-shattering experience in some way? You classically take stock of everything and wonder why you did some things and why you didn't do other things. Slowly, slowly, the panic shifts to resignation. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And then slowly, slowly, this resignation kind of shifts to like, I got to figure this out. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I start to experiment, you know, with some motion. I, I mean, I'm not 100% immobilized. And what I finally figure out is that if I barely arch up on my elbows, so I get most of my body as to the extent possible off the rock, and I scrape backward with my heels, I can move like a millimeter. Oh, okay. God. I do that, and I'm exhausted after moving my body like an inch. And I just keep at it. And, you know, eventually it opens up a little bit. I can move maybe like an inch at a time now. Finally, I get to the point where my friends are, and I'm able to sit up. Oh, God. I don't say anything to them. I'm still in my own little world. I'm breathing a little bit better. And at this point, Pam, you know, who's our boss, she senses that we're at least somewhat out of the woods and she hauls off and she slugs Charlie. She says, you asshole. Yeah, she yeah. should have fired him. You're fired, Charlie. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that is so Charlie, not a good joke. Not a good joke. Big Jokes bad. can kill. Big, big on bad. <laughs> I'm not ready to communicate with people. I'm sure I must have said something, but it wasn't all like a party. You know, I'm spent. I just start to head toward the top. I just want to get out, you know, and I'm just crawling, pulling anything to get me out. And there's that point whenever you're caving that you can see the very first glint of light. I'm like, oh my God, there it is. And I just pulling and crawling. And finally I get to the point where my head's out and then my shoulders. And finally I'm able to stand up and take a breath. 
This is like the most relieved I've ever been in my entire life. Oh, wow. How Hmm. long from being able to sit up to getting to the outside of the cave? Time is a little bit lost, but uh, hour plus, no dawdling, no doing anything. I was at the farthest bottom of the cave that any caver could go. Oh, did it change your desire to go caving? I have been since. I'm trying to think if I've been in a completely wild cave. You know, it took me a while to bring Charlie back into my semi-good graces. That's Charlie. <laughs> he's kind of a prankster. Oh, my God. He's like a wobby-wob. He's rascal. a rascal. I'm telling this story to my 16-year-old, and she's like, Dad, you're like putting all the blame on Charlie. Nobody forced you to go in there. Mm. It's all about choices, Dad. Wow, she's wise. She flipped the script. That's like what you tell your kids. The world's full of Charlies. Who are you? Mm. You know? You only got control over you, not the Charlies in the world. Fuck the Charlies. Wow, well, not our Charlie, Perfect Ten Charlie. Well, actually, I feel like he might do that. So, yeah, him too. Well, you can see where this guy's an adrenaline junkie. He might have thought it was funny. So he wrongly projected how he would take this joke, which would be, you son of a bitch almost killed me. Ha, ha, ha. But uh, John didn't feel that way, so he misdiagnosed. Mm -hmm. That made me tight of breath, tight of chest. (laughs) I've been to Mammoth Cave as a kid. They got a bow and arrow with some torches on the end. They fired up into the corner of the cave. It's pretty cool. That's about the extent of which I think I will try any of this. Yeah. I was chuckling earlier as I'm setting the thing up, but I start to tell that story when I'm in it, and I can feel that it brings it back. Oh, yeah. Do you not have, like, rope tied to your ankle or anything? There's no safety protocol with this? To Charlie, it's such a mundane, fairly small cave. It's not super complex with 20 different passages. So, yeah, that wasn't part of our uh, protocol. Okay. Well, John, thanks for telling that story. If I were allowed to take Xanax, I would take one right now, but I'm not. But thank you so much for that story. That was harrowing. Good to meet the both of you. You guys take care. Okay, Bye. take care. Bye. I kind of going to be able to get through these. I think when I read the Tell Us About the Worst Place You've Been Stuck, mm-hmm. I didn't mean literally. I didn't mean. You didn't? No. I meant Socially. like, like no, you're we... having sex with your boss's wife. The boss comes home. You're stuck in a closet. No. You wake up at uh, no, Spencer's no. Uh, Gifts. You're stuck in the store. We already had that. Well, okay. But <laughs> I guess I underestimated that people be physically stuck. Yes. This is my worst nightmare. That I would have was, never agreed to this That prompt. was definitely what it always was because we talked about Ryan being stuck on the mountain. But even that one's not claustrophobia. That one's better well, for me. a little, though. I mean, it's not claustrophobia, but it's he was stuck there. The notion that you airlifted. couldn't move your limbs is just panic-inducing for me. Yeah, okay. Okay, let's do Geneva. Hello. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? A-plus student in her closet. I know, I love it. It's a beautiful closet, too. Well-organized. Thank you. You know, you didn't see before, I had to literally remove all my sweatshirts and jeans from the shelf. <laughs> mm. It's great. And you put these beautiful wicker baskets in. And you know I don't like wicker, but these ones are quite appealing, I Yeah, they're say. beautiful. Thank you yeah. so much. Is it Geneva? Geneva, yes, exactly. Just wonderful. Just like the convention. Sadly, that's not what I was named after. Okay, great. <laughs> Where were you stuck? So this happened about five years ago in Costa Rica. I was invited to a family trip. It was my friend's extended family. So I was joining them, the grandmother, the aunt, uncles, siblings, parents, the whole gang, plus me. When we arrived there, you know, it was a beautiful house, pool overlooking the ocean. So excited. And when we arrived, my friend basically immediately became ill. She did not leave this rental for about three days. Gastrointestinal issue? Yes. Okay. Yeah. A little dysentery. Yes. But the first day she started to feel well, it was about four days into the trip. And we were like, you know what? We haven't spent much time together. Let's take the paddle boards, which, you know, from last Armchair Anonymous episodes, we know paddle boards do not equal good scenario. True, true. So we carry these paddle boards that are part of the rental down to the beach. And we notice as we're walking down that there are 
a lot fewer boats on the water. There are a lot fewer swimmers than we've seen in previous days. You know, we haven't gone to the ocean much. We've been enjoying the pool, but when we arrive, it's pretty deserted almost. But we go, you know what? This is best case scenario, fewer people to run into. Mm-hmm. We step on these paddle boards. And I wish I was kidding when I tell you that in about 10 seconds flat, it feels like we're in the center of the ocean. Oh my. Do you, either of you have any previous paddleboard experience? Somewhat. Okay. okay. On a placid lake. Exactly. Uh-oh. Ocean, different scenario. <gasps> yeah, different animal. We're in a little bit of a cove. So really our plan was to kind of explore the cove, come back, return. There's only two paddle boards. We want to give other people the opportunity to. Well, we are swept away to sea so quickly that there is no returning. (gasps) We start to panic a little bit. We get to this stage of, okay, what are we going to do? We're a fair distance away when we start to wave our paddles around and try to signal to the people on the shore, this is not what we want. We don't want to be in the middle of the ocean. Help. We're not in control. Yeah. Exactly. So we're trying to paddle. We're on our knees. There's less for the wind to grab onto. Do you think that the wind primarily is what's driven you out there or is there a tide somehow? It's the wind. It is so windy the force just carried us so far our paddle boards were in the direction of the sea and we could not physically turn them around to start making our way back oh mm-hmm. my god oh okay. my god okay. now where are you so, yeah, I hate so this. you hate this yeah we just talked to a guy trapped in a cave i almost passed out no. okay that's too much for me i can't be trapped in a cave this right now i'm like i'm at a two no, i'm at a two i'm on a flotation device Maybe I would swim back. uh, I was about to say, were you considering swimming? Okay, well, this is the thing. We debated this and we started to try, but we're still attached to the paddle boards that will not turn around. So even to try to swim and drag them behind us, it was just working against us. Even with us in the water was not working. And at this point, we can't see the shore. And we also Ah! start to think of what's in the water. Oh my God. As we're dragging the paddle boards behind us, we start to think of the shark thing. I think honestly, at that point, even if we had seen a dolphin, we would have been equally as freaked out because it just means there's things down there. So we went full disassociation. It might have wanted to have sex with you too. While it may not have eaten you, it, it may have, have tried to make love to you, yeah. as you know. But then maybe you would have fallen in love and then oh, you they could have, have lived a you, life well, there. He could have towed you into shore. You could have ridden him. We should have thought of this. This took me longer than normal, but are you Canadian? I am Canadian. Is it obvious? I caught you. A little bit. I caught you. Well, also because right. you're so nice and organized. That wasn't my clue. <laughs> Thank you, Monica. <laughs> Just a hint of a note. Oh, no. We love our Canadian Oh, yeah, we love. Yeah. Okay, let's get back to the horrible story. Okay, so you can't see shore at this point? No, we cannot see shore. So we also know at that point they cannot see us. And again, because this cove was primarily deserted, there was nobody else in the water to see us. There were no sailboats out that day. Because it was so windy, probably. Exactly. <laughs> no other paddle boarders come rescue us. You know, at this point, we don't know what to do. We're trying the paddle thing. We're on our stomachs, trying with our hands. You know, you get to the point of, we're just going to shrivel up here. <gasps> this one probably been about oh 20 God. to 30 minutes, but it feels like it's been lifetimes. Yeah. 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 Oh Your adrenaline's gosh. through Is the roof. Crying? We didn't get to the crying stage, but I would say we were very, very close. But of course, I'm here. So the story, thankfully, has a happy ending. Yeah, that's the good news about these stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But eventually, we see a boat coming toward us. And we also start to get a bit nervous. We're like, okay, this boat's coming toward us. How do people even know that we're out here? You know, what could this be? This boat starts coming toward us, and we see on the side of it, Costa Rica Coast Guard. <gasps> oh, thank <gasps> heavens. Thank goodness. God, are you guys lucky? So I mean, then you just wave your what paddle. What are the odds? Yeah, so we're waving our paddles, and they load us into this boat and, you know, drag the paddle boards on top. 
And we're anxious to get back to shore at this point. We're like, start this boat. This show is over. We are just ready to touch the sand. (laughs) But they ask us for our passport information. Uh Oh, wow. Wow. And you're like, well. Yeah, sorry, I don't have that. And they seem surprised we didn't have the number memorized. Isn't it like 40 digits, as I recall? I mean, it's a long number. It's not one to memorize. It's longer than my credit card number. I'm like, here we are, two 20-somethings in bikinis, but yeah, sorry, I don't have my passports. <laughs> so finally, they drop us to shore, and we're walking back, and we're just so relieved at this point. But it ended up that it was all luck. They were actually going past us to rescue somebody else and kind of saw us on the way by. Oh, my God. Yeah. We hit shore. We got a good talking to from my friend's older sister. And uh, her parents. Yeah, that's what you needed. Yeah, exactly. I love when people tell you after you've just experienced the worst possible consequence, they then tell you what could go wrong. Do you know you could have been swept out? Yeah, motherfucker. That's exactly what I just experienced. Did I have a choice? No. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. So let's just say there was a lot of uh, Costa Rican beer had after that. Okay. Uh, Deserved. Yeah. Well, Geneva, I'm so glad that Coast Guard happened by. I wonder... You need to find out who called in the first emergency to thank them. I mean, really, without the people who first got... They didn't make it in. No, Monica. (laughs) Maybe they'll be next. Yeah, maybe they're the next on our list. That's happened before. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Wow, I'm glad you're alive. That's really scary. I would have... Well, I never would have been out there on a paddle boat anyway. A paddleboard anyway. You don't even know what the paddleboard (laughs) is. <laughs> but that is my worst nightmare. Worse than being stuck in the cave? Which That's one's worse? really bad too. But okay. water adds a different element to it. That's like, well, I can't any- swim probably. Animals. I'm, animals. Yeah, there's so much. Yeah. At any point were you thinking like, well. <sighs> I should just drown. Everything gets brought to shore eventually. <laughs> like, did you have that thought? I don't even know that that's That's true. That's not true. You know, we were just worried, though. What shore would that be? Yeah. Yeah. Where would you even be? Wow. And how old would you be? (laughs) Shut up. I'm serious. (laughs) How old would you be? What if if it was 10 years later (laughs) that you washed up? Like Gilligan's Island? Oh, my God. I'm sorry that Monica's made light of what was a very traumatic experience. I I know that this was not an episode of Gilligan's Island. I'm serious. This is my nightmare. <laughs> but we are this close to it being that. Who knows? Oh, my God. Uh, well, I'm glad you made it. Thank you. Do you think you'd ever paddleboard in the ocean again? Or is that a wrap for you? I think that's a wrap for me. We actually had to Mexico this week and I was thinking about this. I think I'll stick to paddleboarding in the pool if that's an option. But otherwise, <laughs> yeah, I, I won't be going in the ocean. I think that's smart. This is what I don't understand about a lot of these stories we've had on Armchair Anonymous. People are in very harrowing, like the campers who almost got eaten by the wolf. And then even this cave guy, mm-hmm. it's like, then they're back at it. I'm like, you guys. I can't really sling mud because I've had crashes at the track. Well, I had a crash at the track and I'm back. Yeah. And I'm including you in that. Yeah, group. I know. I know. Geneva, thank you so much for sharing that story. Thank you both so much. It's such an honor to chat with you. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. Right back at you. Okay. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy? So easy. Well, the best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. We are supported by BetterHelp. Listen, I understand that sometimes you want to keep things to yourself, process your emotions in your own time. But if you keep everything bottled up, it can have some serious consequences. 
I have therapy on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. I had therapy this morning. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and it put me in the greatest mood. We had a long, big day, and I just felt much better for having you were some... not to out you. You were a little grumpy going in. I was. I was. I was to be Rob specific. and I received some texts. Yeah, I was morning. locked out of my therapy setting, which is this attic. <laughs> but then you felt much better after. I felt much better, and I even made some apologies. Um, talking things out can be so helpful, and if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. Check out BetterHelp if you've been thinking of trying therapy. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for any reason for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DAX today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DAX. We are supported by ZipRecruiter. Are there some fantastic concerts coming to your city this summer? Mine too. In fact, Anderson Pack's playing at the Hollywood Bowl. I can't wait for Ooh, it. Ooh, that's exciting. If you want to be sure to see your favorite artist, you need to jump on it right away. I've already DM'd him saying, yes, I got to be in that front row. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Got your eye on a rock star candidate? ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature lets you cut the line. Once you review ZipRecruiter's list of the most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply to encourage them to apply sooner. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. That was scary. Listen, we should call Eric. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I'll text him. Hey, Kama, are you around at like 2.40 for us to interview you? Question mark. Here comes Monica. Oh no. You were going to do a song. I was going to do a song. (laughs) Thank God you're here. You just saved Monica. Monica. I was about to sing a little bit of Tina Turner. Do you want to hear it? I'm dying to hear it. I have to go like this so Monica can't see me. You can see me though, right? Other Monica? <laughs> I can see you. <laughs> okay. I'm your private dancer. I'll dance out for money. I'll do what you want me to do. That's powerful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So I don't have any of the notes, but I think I have the emotionality. Do you have the words right? <laughs> yeah. Don't I? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm your I'm private not, dancer. Like... I do what you want me to do. <laughs> I don't know the words either. So that was perfect to me. Okay, so Monica, you found yourself stuck in a spot, in a space, in a place. Can you share with us what happened? I would be delighted to share. Yeah, so this was in June of last year. I had just started a new job. Things were starting to open up COVID-wise, but work was still remote. And so they kind of made it clear on the onboarding process that they didn't want to be remote for too long. And so when they said this, I was kind of like, you know what, I think this might be my last opportunity to be a nomad. And so I was like, great, I'm just going to set off on the road. Because I have to work simultaneously, I was like, I don't think I can drive. So I decided to do a cross-country by train trip. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Romantic. Very romantic, very exciting. But the thing is, is I can't sleep on any kind of public transit, like planes, trains, cars, nothing. It's a lot of like overnight trains, especially Denver out to California. Are you ponying up for the sleeper car or you're trying to get the sleep done in a chair? That's the other thing. I'm doing this like as cheaply as possible. So I'm just in a chair. Also, masks were still required. So trying to sleep with a mask on, you can't breathe. Lucky you didn't die. What if your story was you were stuck Stuck in a mask? mask. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that that could go this way. (laughs) That night when I'm like traveling up to California, I don't sleep a wink. I'm exhausted. I'm thinking by the time I hit California, I'm going to get a nice hotel and I'm going to like take a hot bath, hot shower. We are like way behind schedule. I only have one night in Sacramento. And I'd been there a few times before, but I kind of wanted to like explore. So I love Redwoods. I think this is really cool. 
It turns out it's like a two hour drive from where my hotel is. I was going to say quite a hike from Sacramento. I drive a lot. Like I have a two hour commute to work. That's nothing to me. Okay. That's baby shit. Baby something. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So I'm like, oh, you know, I end work at three because I'm on East Coast time. Two hour drive. I can be there at five. The park closes at six. And so I can be back at the hotel by 8 p.m. It's going to be amazing. Then I'll have a wonderful night. Everything starts working kind of perfectly. You know, I look up how to get to the Muir Woods. You need a parking pass. And there's only one opening, one parking spot for the exact time that I would need to go. I'm like, perfect. I end up downloading like a Zipcar app. They approve me right away. You just upload your license. I'm literally on the phone with my sister on the drive over. And I'm just raving about how perfectly this is all going. I'm like a commercial for Zipcar. Yeah, sure. (laughs) So I finally get to the woods. Let's take half a second to say Muir Woods is one of the most epic places you could ever go in your life, right? It's incredible, incredible. And the timing was amazing because the sun was starting to set. And so the light rays were like piercing. It's almost like godlike. It's like incredible. They've bisected some of the trees and they have them on display, right? This is my favorite part of Muir Woods. And then they put on the timeline, Monica... On pieces of paper on the rings, oh. it'll say Declaration of Independence. Oh, that's cool. Mayflower. Jesus. Wow. I mean, these that's trees amazing. are so old. It's like looking at ancestors. It's incredible. Yeah. I end up staying a little later than I wanted to. And so as I'm leaving, kind of everything is closed. The parking lots are empty. The visitor center is closed. I'm passing park rangers as they're on their way home. And I'm down at like an overflow lot all the way in the back of the parking lot. And so I'm walking down there and, of course, the car won't start. There's no cell service. This is like a very remote area. And I also have no battery left. So I start kind of making my way up to the visitor center. I'm walking around the park. I'm just like holding my phone in all these kind of weird positions, trying to get like one single bar of service. Finally get one up near the entrance. I call Zipcar and they're like, oh, yeah, you can't start the car if you don't have cell phone service. What? Oops. And I was like, what? (laughs) So they're like, "Okay, we're going to need to get a tow truck out there. So they're like, we'll call you back in like 20 minutes. I'm like, great, except my phone's about to die. (gasps) So I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't know what to do. All of a sudden, everything turns sinister. The sun goes down. Clouds roll in. A storm comes. The fog rolls in. It's like pitch black all of a sudden and so my heart starts pounding and i end up getting one last call and they're like yeah we can't get a tow truck oh, oh my god he just kind of like hung up and i was just like sitting there and i think i allotted two minutes to just like crying as hard as i could and then i was like mm. okay i need to buckle up i need to do something <laughs> yeah time for grieving's over time for actions now oh my god i'm from the appalachian trail area but even i am like the one out of all my like i was always the one that was like on edge i used to have nightmares about my headlights going out or my flashlight going out you have the wrong disposition for this exactly and so at that point i'm like oh that's why i was having all those nightmares as a kid that was eventually how i was gonna die premonition exactly (laughs) (laughs) so i finally get out of the car and i just start making a run for it where Very hilly there, too, everyone should know. Very hilly. Oh, my God. It is very hilly. And so I just start running down the road. At one point, I mean, I can't even tell you how scared I was. Like, it was pitch black. It was pouring rain. I couldn't see anything because it was so foggy, too, at this point. Under different circumstances would be, like, the most enchanted visual ever. This beautiful, majestic forest and fog and mist and rain, but not now. Exactly. And it's about three miles down the road that I finally, in the distance, see this, like, warm, glowing kind of street lamp. And so I get there and it looks kind of like it could be like a restaurant or like a little bed and breakfast. So I go over there and I knock on the door and of course no one answers. The door's locked. So I just like sat down on the steps and I'm just sitting there and I'm shivering and I'm just like crying again. Then I hear maybe like an hour later, a car pull in from the back driveway. And so I sprint around to the back. They had just gone inside. So I start pounding at the door and they turn around and it's like a couple about my age that had just gone into the building and they turn around and the look on their face made me like very aware all of a sudden of how I looked, which was insane. They kind of hesitate for like a second, but then they end up letting me in. I explain the story and they're like, why don't you stay in the lobby or something and we'll vouch for you if anyone comes back. And so I get into this building and this is another one of those things where in a normal situation, this would be so quaint and so cute. But in the mindset I was in right now, it was like the worst place to be because it turns out this was like an old guest house. It felt haunted It felt Mm -hmm. terrifying. I start looking for any way to get home at this point. 
I finally get Uber to work. I don't even have like a picture. I have no reviews. And I'm like a little dot in the middle of the woods asking to be driven two hours away in the middle of the night. Like I look like the murderer here. So how'd you get out of here? So at around 5 a.m. I found like a car company. It was kind of like an elite car company. They were 24-7 and they had a messaging app on their website, thank God. So I was able to like talk to them. They told me if you have an iPhone, you can change your settings and you can make calls via Wi-Fi. Oh, sure. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Would have been nice to know. Well, Monica, I'm so glad you made it out of the scary forest alive. It's a little bit reminiscent of Red Riding Hood and some (gasps) of the other fables about young blonde gals in the woods. Yeah. A little reminiscent. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Suffice to say, you got back to Sacramento, obviously, in one piece. I will say the car costs more than getting across country altogether. I, I imagine a two-hour trip in the Bay Area in a town car has got Shit. to be in the several hundreds of dollars. Yeah, it's many, yeah. many several hundreds. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Monica, I'm glad you're safe. Yeah. You made it out alive. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us. I hope this doesn't uh, curb your appetite to travel and adventure. Not at all. I've done it many times since. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, nice meeting you, Monica. Nice meeting you. Take care. You're always trying to get me to cut those trees down, and that's why I don't want to. Because your zip car won't work? No, because like Jesus times. Oh, because of the history. Yeah. You feel like it's disrespectful to the years. Okay. Well, then keep them. Okay. All right. All right. right. Oh. Solid gold. So, yes, the call-in topic was... Places you found yourself stuck. And right. so one of them that gave me enormous anxiety was a dude spelunking, yeah. getting in a fucking tunnel and couldn't move his It was so scary. Oh, yeah. it was the worst. And then Monica remembered. Yeah, because there was another person who had a water experience. Paddleboard mix-up. Yes. Got sucked out to the ocean on oh, paddleboards. yeah, with a rip current. It was the wind in this case, right. it turns out. How long was the splunker guy stuck? He said he thinks it, he, only like 30 minutes of actual a, stuck, but he was down there for a long he time. He said he was in a panic attack for 30 minutes where he couldn't even talk to the other people that were deeper in the yeah. cave. Oh, right, right, right. And then calmed down finally right. and then started. Mm, Being able to like one millimeter scooches. Oh, scratching his back. And, yeah. Like in a coffin. Okay, yeah. so what year did yours? This was like 32 years ago because I was 20 years old. This is my first year of junior college. Wait, and we you, have to set up Eric a little. I feel like we haven't. Well, I was going to enter. I'll go, you know, Eric, who we talk about nonstop, oh, who see. loves Monica's feet, will be joining us. But you're taunting Eric right now. Yeah. You, you had shoes on when Eric... Oh, mm. my God. <laughs> see the perfect, perfect oh. little feet. I took my shoes off for They're Eric. nice and brown. Did you hear that I was... Cu- has it gotten back to you that I want you to lick them? I haven't. I said. I told them. Okay. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm excited. <laughs> so, <laughs> this story involves one of your buddies. Can we use his name? Would he yeah. give a shit? His name's Kevin. Kevin Brown. Okay. He was the same guy I almost got killed with in the paragliding accident. But that's a story for another day. Yeah. Right. We'll do a paragliding yeah. Uh, yeah. debacle episode, and we'll get you back. He was kind of adventurous, and I'm not as adventurous so i would just kind of do what he came up with uh-huh. yeah he had bought a hobie cat catamaran which mm-hmm. is like two pontoons and there's like a trampoline uh, trampoline in the, in the middle right yeah it's not like a sailboat with a hull it's right. two little outriggers and a trampoline in okay. the middle. Okay. And they're okay. meant for lakes, I think, like little lakes. Okay. And they're very fast, right? That's their appeal. They're quick. Yeah. Well, some of them are racing ones, but this was kind of an, a junker one. So he told me to get to the Oxnard Harbor at four in the morning. Oh, so I got there at four okay. in the morning. And my parents didn't know where we were. And he said, just bring some beer. So we just brought two cases of beer and showed up and put all the beer in the catamaran. We didn't bring any food. We didn't bring any water. We didn't bring any clothes. We didn't bring a radio. And he said, we're going to sail out to Anacapa Island. How far is is that? Like 14 miles out. Through the Pacific Ocean. Right, 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 right. Through a shipping lane. It's part of the Channel Islands. So we go out, you know, started drinking probably at sunrise. It took most of the day to get out there. I think most people would have just figured out we know each other through sobriety. Right. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. If they didn't know before, now they definitely do. Did he have any sailing experience or what was the He had bought the catamaran probably a couple months before. 
And so he was no. new to sailing at <laughs> he that point. He was new to sailing at this time. But believe it or not, at the end of the story, he ends up buying a Fulon sailboat and going sailing around the world for four years. Wow. Oh, I just never wanted to get on a sailboat again. <laughs> oh, of my course. God. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's funny how it's different. But we were cruising around drinking and kind of zigzagging back and forth. And when we were, I don't know, probably a quarter mile off of Anacapa at probably like two or three in the afternoon, it flipped over. And usually when it flips over with a cameraman, you're supposed to like lean back with ropes and it flips back over. But one of the pontoons had a leak, and so we couldn't get it right oh, size. Oh, uh, How did it flip? They normally flip. Like, oh, you turn really? too fast or big something. Gust oh. Big gust of wind. They don't have a keel. They don't have anything at the bottom. There's no counterweight. Okay. So it's like it just goes up on the pontoon. And the whole time you're sailing it, the pontoons are coming out of the water. And, right. right. You get right. used to it, and then you just go Ooh. past and the And you kind of want to see how far you can get it out of the water. And then if you go too far, it put it That's over. what I'm asking. Are you right. guys pushing the limits? Okay, hot yeah. dogging. Right. Maybe, maybe a little bit of hot dogging, okay. especially when we're probably on the second case of beer by exactly. now. Exactly. Okay. So it's flipped over. So we spend, I don't know, two or three hours trying to get it right size. And Kevin was getting super frustrated because you're supposed to be able to right size it fairly easy. And so we tried, we kept trying, we kept trying. Hours are going by. Oh. We're in the water. Now it starts to get towards sunset. Oh. And so I decide I'm going to swim to Anacapa. Because right. we're all between like a quarter of a mile and a half a mile away. I'm a pretty good swimmer. I'm 20 years old. I surf. Pretty drunk. Pretty drunk. Resume <laughs> 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 your billies by at least three X. Right, right, right. Wait, right, so right. wait, sorry. For three hours, you had just been treading water? No, because the catamaran was there and it was floating. You know, we were trying to get it back. Sometimes we'd be treading water, but we could also hold on to the catamaran when we were trying to get it right sized. The oh. boat didn't sink. Right, but you, so you're just holding on to the boat sometimes. Right, and trying okay. to get it right side. Kevin says, no, dude, you can't swim back. It's like a great white feeding ground because you have all the seals off of Anacapa. So it's Whoa. well known as a feeding place for great white sharks. No. And he's like, you're also going against the current. And I came really close to just saying, I can swim there. I know I can I'm swim I'm shocked, there. in fact, he didn't, Same. knowing you. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm deducting 32 years of wisdom. Right. It's shocking you didn't. <laughs> so Right. Grateful. I'm not sure why I listened, but now it's dark. Yeah. And we're on an upside down catamaran. So it was really cold. It just kept getting colder and colder. And my pontoon that I'm on is the leaky one for some reason. So it's like more in the water oh. than his. And... You know, the first couple hours, we kept convincing ourselves that there were helicopters in the distance, mm. and we convinced ourselves those helicopters were looking for us. But unfortunately, I didn't tell my parents I was going anywhere. Yeah. Um, they didn't even know where I was. And he told his parents he was going out in Orange County. So they didn't know where we were. Was all the beer lost when the boat flipped yeah, over? No, we still had some that okay. we weren't drinking at night. Because now, now we're pretty, pretty scared. scared yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. So there's a partial moon and there's stars out. We were both looking straight down into the water. At like two o'clock, a seal started barking, which was interesting because uh, now we're pretty far off of Anacapa. We're like drifting away. There's like a lighthouse on Anacapa you can see. So there's a seal that would start barking, and then we would bark back at it. And that was kind of like fun for a little bit. <laughs> Pass the time Pass a little the bit. the time barking yeah, to the seal. Took your mind off the yeah, yeah. reality. And we were pretty sure it was trying to save us. <laughs> but then at some point, the seal stopped barking, and just a huge white thing that had to be 20 or 30 feet <gasps> long just went right under the boat. No. I didn't know this part. And I said, Kevin, did you see that? And he's like, yeah, dude, I saw it. Just stay still. And uh, Kevin sounds cool under fire. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely. Uh, he's Kevin, built for he sucks. this. Kevin made this whole plan. Yeah, he fucked up. He fucked up. But he also sounds cool under fire. He's definitely cool under fire. <sighs> Eric's well, sitting here right. because he talked Actually, him out. Actually, you're of, right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. At this point, I'm like, God, if you get me out of this, I will become a better person. Mm -hmm. I will you're be nicer to girls, friends. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I was my first year of junior college. So I'm like, I will get good grades because I was at the <laughs> bottom of my class in high school. Yeah. And I just didn't care. But I'm like, I will try to do something with my life if I can get out of this, please. 
That makes me sad. Because he did. Oh, yeah. So I guess it makes me happy. Yeah, there you go. But well, that's I, why Kevin was probably a blessing in my yeah, life, right? Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> he got blessing you in two in pretty perilous yeah. situations, but go ahead. Yeah. And so it was so helpless. There's nothing you could do, no matter how smart you are, no matter how creative you are, you're just stuck sitting hour after hour after hour thinking about how you got in this situation. And it was so cold and uncomfortable. Here's what I'm going to add for color, yeah. too. You have a pretty high tolerance for discomfort. Like, you and I cold plunge together. Right. I'm always shocked with how willing you are to be uncomfortable. You have a good makeup for this. The only thing I can remember that was as bad, maybe, is opiate withdrawal. You know, where you're just uh -huh. sitting there and it's, like, itchy and you can't do anything, sweating. You're trapped in your own you're body. trapped. Yeah. The night went and came, and then the sun came up. Did you fall asleep at any yeah. time? No. 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 Never fell asleep. Not even close. Whoa. And we're just so happy when you had to pee, you know, because oh, you like pee all over yourself. Be warm for a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. And so the next morning comes, the sun comes up, and then we got a little bit more optimistic. Like, okay, well, somebody's going to find us. There's helicopters out in the distance. <laughs> and we're in, it's like a shipping lane okay. off the coast. So one of those big shipping container boats will see us like the guy gone castaway got saved, remember? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So then our tongues started getting kind of big because we were so thirsty and we didn't have any water and we kept getting salt water in our mouth. Mm. And that's when around noon I started to get that panic feeling like, yeah. oh, this is a good chance we're going to die. Why would anybody be looking here? I um, mean, this is 30 hours into it. Wow. So the day goes by and then it starts getting dark, dark again. Like it's, it starts getting to sunset. Oh. I, this is making me, I don't think I've heard you tell it this way. I'm trying to see if there's an analogy you can make. Like that 36 hours has to feel like 190 hours or right. something, yeah. right? It must just. Because each minute. Maybe when you're like, you're working out really hard and you're like, okay, one more minute or one more minute. I mean, in my head, it was like two years, yeah. you know? Yes. And it was only a night and a day and a day, but it just took forever. And it was just that feeling of, why did I get myself into this position? I'm such a idiot. You read about this in the newspaper, but you don't understand how they feel, you yeah. know, of that panic feeling. How did I get myself here? And I probably thought I deserved it. I'd go through stuff that I did, you know, yeah. and, and then beat myself up. Were you yeah, talking to your friend? Yeah. Were you guys yeah, Did you guys chatting? have any of those, like, moments you have in movies where it's, like, yeah. uh, super bonding or... Well, yeah. Were you guys saying you love each other and stuff? No. no. <laughs> Internally, I think we had one feeling, but I think we were both trying to keep each other positive. Oh. Right. Like, oh, we'll try to figure this out. At some point on the second day, as it started to get darker, I think we both felt we couldn't survive another night. And we were really, really thirsty because we were in the sun all day. Oh. And we were kind of like, oh boy, we may be fucked. Oh, and this is the other thing, is we were just drifting farther and farther out to sea. We're now miles and miles from Anacapa. The entire time we were trying to paddle back to shore, right. back to the mainland, because there's these two buildings in Oxnard, taller buildings, and you can just see like the very pinprick of them. Oh. And so we would be paddling the whole time, and that kind of kept us occupied, but we weren't going, we were just, we kept going farther and farther and farther out. You're just getting more and more dehydrated. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, didn't oh. do any good. And then we heard a motor, Kevin looks up and he says, look, there's a helicopter. And lo and behold, it's one of those Navy two-propped helicopter. Chinook. Yeah, and it went pretty close to us, and we were both waving, waving, waving. Then it went by, and it kept going straight, oh. and then it looped. <gasps> so we're like, oh, oh my God. God. Oh, my God, it's us. Oh, my and God. It loops, and then it takes a couple loops around us, and one of those frog guys got on a ladder and he or lowered down and jumped in the water. Oh. Get the fuck out. Yeah. From yeah. the military helicopter. From the military helicopter. Wow. And I guess they're authorized to save people who are dying or yeah. something. <laughs> and 
and uh, one of the last minutes of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there wasn't a whole lot of time before it got dark, dark, and pulled us up, and we went back to the naval base, and they checked us all out, and uh, you were fine technically. Yeah, you were just like dehydrated. Yeah, and uh, I remember we went to the In and Out hamburger on uh, off the one hundred and one freeway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Hey, like four In and Out. Did uh, your double parents doubles. pick you up from the naval spot? No, I think. They just drove us back to the harbor. I mean, my parents didn't even know I was gone Oh, the yet. army drove you back to the harbor. The Navy. The Navy. Yeah. Oh. And they did like a whole interview with us, and then we were in the newspaper. Oh. No. And they did a thing like how people survive in those situations. Kind of worth it then What'd in the end. what you say? I don't think celebrity. we did anything to survive. I mean, we drank a couple of extra beers maybe the next day. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I guess the good thing is we didn't panic, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't eat each other or kill each other. Sounds like you were started to panic when you were going to swim to shore, but he wrangled you in. Yeah. yeah. Right. Think how he would feel if he was returning in that helicopter. And they were like, are you alone? And he'd be like, no. Oh, yeah. The other guy got eaten. Oh, my yeah. God. Situations like that. Like, I definitely wouldn't do it differently because it totally changed the path of my life. And I totally got more motivated. I got good grades in junior college after that, and then went to college, and then went to law school. And I don't think I would have gotten a fire under my ass. Really? Oh. That really did It definitely it. did. I don't have the feeling as much anymore, but for a few years afterwards, I remembered how scared I was. And I was like, I told some kind of God up yeah. there that I would make my life worthwhile if I live. So I better do something or he's going to get me and kill me in a car crash or something. Okay, so that was the motivation because I could see... <laughs> Waking up from the whole thing and going, oh, my God, I almost lost my life. I still have it. Now I want to make something of it. Yeah, but no. yours was much more the obligation to the spirits that you'd made. Yeah. I had a debt now. Yeah. Right. How did it change Kevin? Well, it didn't. I mean, like I said, he went yeah, he got bought boat a the next boat day. and went like four years. He was doing crazy stuff. He'd be in like New Zealand working as a migrant farmer, picking lettuce or something. I mean, uh -huh. he would do like all kinds of interesting things for years and years. Wow. Is he handsome? He wasn't bad looking. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. He had huh. long brown hair, mm. pretty brown hair. Nice. Okay. And yeah. uh, Envious brown hair. Straight. Wow. Pin straight. A little wavy. Oh, okay. Just the right <laughs> amount of body. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, my God. And then I had a relationship with him all the way through meeting Molly. And then some other kind of bad things happened. But I do talk to him on Instagram sometimes. And he's the type of guy, like, I know we'll be friends again at some point. Yeah. Okay. You know, I know yeah. we'll be close again now, at some point. Now, did the paragliding happen before or after the shipwreck? Way after, because it was with Molly. Oh, yeah. It's like your guys' second date or something, right? Right. Yeah, yeah that was years. That was probably 12 years later. And were I you, guess okay. we're talking about it so much, we just have to say minimally, you crashed a paraglider on your date. Right. But she wasn't in it. She wasn't in it. She didn't go. No, she was there, though. She was, right? she was paragliding with somebody else. She tandem. was tandem. Right, right. And then I crashed like 300 feet in the air and then <laughs> twirled into a manzanilla tree and crashed through the manzanilla <laughs> tree. Like Rambo. Yeah, and then crashed into another bush below that. <laughs> and somehow I didn't die. Not so to that mention, basically your first-ish date was you got hit by a bus. I mean, a taxi. Oh, right, yeah. You got hit by a taxi in New York, and so Molly was just wheeling. Me around in a wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. My he, goodness, we're so lucky to have you. And for the record, I mean, I guess if I was in the audience, I was like, what's this Molly Gale like that she was willing to put up with this? You know, Molly's a stone-cold 10. A hundred percent. Master's no degree. Brilliant, smart, generous, and a knockout. What the uh, hell was I she know. willing to It's insane. We call her AI because she's so perfect. Well, it was kind of fun, though. Yeah. In a wheelchair. Yeah. Like, yeah. go out to dinner yeah. and, you know, I'll go to a play in the wheelchair. Watch me fall through You're a tree. You're so and, fun. Yeah. You get to stay in the wheelchair section. <laughs> You're the fun. You're the most fun. You are, yeah. yeah. Do you think in any way I've replaced Kevin in that? Like, I take you off-roading. I was thinking that, and yeah, I feel very safe when I'm with you, and you're much more keeping everybody safe all the time, but <laughs> you do do things like go to Glamis and go in a sand car, which I would never do. I think I probably look for friends who will take me out of my comfort zone because I'll just stay home and 
play video games and play with the kids. Oh, yeah, such a bad life playing with your kids. <laughs> well, I love you, Eric. I don't think I anyone's talked about quite as much on this show other than probably Best Friend Aaron Weekly, so... I'm so you glad you got to come in and tell time. a story. Yeah. And your relationship with Aaron has actually made me think I got to rekindle my relationship with Kevin at some point. Because we have so much history and background. And he's got kids now. And I'm sure he's, you not know. Not jumping off of not, tall shit anymore. No, I'm sure he's doing fun stuff. And plus, I think I'm older now where I just would not get myself into. Yeah. I mean, I do need to think for myself at some point. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I don't think Kevin was like at fault for any of this. Yeah, wow. He just made it look so cool with that long brown hair. Right. And he had good ideas, like, let's cheat on the paragliding test and can get the teacher's answers. So. <laughs> he had great yeah. ideas. He had great ideas. <laughs> uh, oh, my I gosh. Love you. Love I love you guys you. so yeah. much. I'm going to go take so Lily much. to Universal City Walk. Have, Have fun. fun. Bye. Bye. Do you want to sing a tune or something? We have a theme song. We don't have a theme song for this new show, so here I go, go, go. We're gonna ask some random questions, and with the help of our cherries, we'll get some suggestions. <laughs> on the fly rhyme dish, on the fly rhyme dish, enjoy. We are supported by Intuit the technology platform that builds your financial confidence. There's some things that school doesn't really teach you, like how to handle the financial world. I mean, look, I did 16 years of school and I didn't have a single class on accruing debt or a hole that that puts you yeah, on. Yeah, they don't teach you that. No effort made whatsoever. If you want more financial knowledge, now is a great time to learn with Intuit for Education program. It has free, easy-to-use resources, like getting a car loan with credit Karma simulations, understanding taxes with TurboTax lessons, and even learning to run a business with QuickBooks simulations. Check out Intuit's free resources today at intuit.com slash education. Intuit, that's I-N-T-U-I-T dot com slash education.